morning, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back. This is Anything Goes coming to you live from the XM Studios in Toronto. Uh, this is the week of January 30th. Um, I believe it's 2013. You believe it's 2013? You believe it? I believe it. I don't, I'm not going to argue. You, you believe. I don't uh, argue. And as you guys can hear, I'm uh, here in the studio with my favorite people of all time. Yeah. That is Darren Frost on yes. my left. Hello, Darren. Say uh, hello. I believe I am Darren Frost. And I, and, and I believe that we're your favorite people for the next hour. Yes. I will, I think yeah, let's I, just go with that. I think yeah. that changes as soon as you leave here. It yeah. does. But, it changes. And, and so it should. What yeah. if somebody bought me a drink? You guys would automatically get bumped out. <laughs> We Second would get bumped third. up to first? Yeah. No, wow. you guys would go down. Oh, really? Are you, I thought you were staying on yeah. on or off. Sober, you said. Oh, yeah, no. I went 12 days without drinking. Oh, and then, you fell off no. the wagon. Okay, here's what happened. I think I actually reached sobriety rock oh. bottom. Have you ever done that where you've been so sober that you started doing some of the worst things of your whole life? Like, no. I was in Canadian Tire last Friday, okay? And all of a sudden, I found myself, um, like, uh, there was somebody who came on, like, the, like, the intercom and was like... Hi, if anybody wants a free gift right now in Canadian Tire, come to aisle 13. You We're going to have a it. demo. I fucking went. Why yeah. did you do that? Why because I watched this stupid demo with all of these housewives. Oh, my God. For like 40 minutes. It was for like this really cool mop. And then like I actually bought the mop. You don't even need cleaning supplies. This mop right, is like right. this microfiber cloth. Oh, my God. And all it takes is water. Oh, and you just like... Wipe it on your floor and it picks everything up. It's Jesus. better than a Swiffer. You fell for the marketing. Sw- I know. Why don't you just shave your pubes into the word Tide? So there I was, adorable, and in my early 30s, buying a mop yeah. at Canadian Tire oh. at like 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. And I was like, this is this is sobriety rock bottom. And then drink. I went And then, then I went drink. for a beer. Because I, I had to drink. I'm not I'm not old enough to buy, to care about mops. Let me tell you something. I once, okay, drank for four. This is the exact inverted story. I once drank for four days straight, and then three that weeks. Great and then, and then three weeks later, fifteen ShamWow showed up. So I understand <laughs> what you're saying. So you get drunk and clean, right? If I stay clean, I don't order things I shouldn't have. So maybe you should just be hammered all the time, so you don't fall for the I marketing. Would never don't fall, fall for, for the marketing. marketing. You did though. I was sober and I was bored. You I didn't were know bored. what else to yeah. do. Fuck. And then I bought that mop, Shit. and then I walked over to a firkin, and then I had two beers because I just I with was the ashamed. mop. You fucking drank yeah, with I the did. mop right there. I put it right between my legs too. Uh, for your ride home, that's nice. <laughs> put know. your little pointy hat on, and <laughs> I know I felt like Cowboy Curtis, where I just had like this uh, weird like pony on a stick right in front of my face. But actually, anyways, I, I was at a show on Saturday night, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, aka Cowboy Curtis yeah. from TV's Playhouse, was there. Scott Thompson no, was on. Really. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, was it the movie TV show Hannibal? Is it they're shooting in Toronto now? Yes. With Lawrence Fishburne and Scott Thompson. Is they're both uh, cops oh and God. all that shit. So it was. I didn't actually get to see him. Anyways, but uh, I we uh, walked past him once. He was uh, having uh, dinner dinner next in door, the, yeah. uh, next door in the restaurant. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, we should talk about that too. What happened to you last week? But all I was gonna say is I'm uh, like I'm very. 
I don't know, but thank God I started drinking beer because otherwise I would actually be using that mop today. Yeah. Instead, it's still right In by the door. In ways. You can hurt yourself. <laughs> you know that story, that urban myth when you were a child? Oh my God, can I tell you this? No, okay. no, the urban myth. Let me tell that first. Okay. About the mop. If you okay. fuck yourself with the mop, you hear the story about the woman who fucked herself with a mop and then she fell off her bed and it rammed right inside her. That was an urban legend when you were children. You're like, don't put things inside yourself. The only the woman urban- with the mop. The only urban legend I heard when I was younger was that one about, like, if a girl, like, I don't know, there's some weird Is it the frozen urban... hot dog one? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't the frozen hot, hot dog one. I don't even know that It one. was the one where, like, some girl was propositioned anal sex by her boyfriend, and then how they did, he, did it he... anally, okay. and then when he pulled out of her, she shat everywhere, and, like, right. the poo wouldn't stop coming out, right, right. and that's why I've, like, never had anal sex ever. No, oh, because okay. I heard that story. Do you well, guys know that story? Or no, I uh, I haven't heard that story, but that story is not. Uh, oh, that's bullshit. That, yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's, that's totally possible. That's yeah. possible. Yeah, because if all that stuff was like you know built up stuck, and you're yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's, it's, it's that's getting, where it comes from. It's, it's not, get, not far fetched. If it's getting no. pounded back in there too, it's not. It's gonna <laughs> what go? It's gonna come out somewhere. Yeah. It's not coming out the way. Now the it came story. In. If they said they went out for you know like spaghetti and that it came right out of spaghetti, you know. <laughs> And then they ate it. That's more an urban legend, I think, than just poo came out. There's a, there's a one st- one version of that story I've heard where uh, the guy has ha- he just moved into a new apartment and his water was cut off and uh, so uh, and then he had sex with a girl and then he's doing all these poses and then he ends up like a blasting he's flexing his muscles and he blasts a big sort of a shit tsunami all over and they don't have water so he has to go out to like one of those uh, car washes that you use to wash down your own car with sure. and so he has to hose down her that's the only <laughs> other version and the version with the the frozen hot dog is, uh, which I never understood why the hot dog was frozen, but uh, <laughs> the girl doesn't want to have sex, and, and someone says, oh, well, if you use a hot dog, it'll feel like you're having sex, and then, so then the hot dog breaks off of inside of her, and then she has to go to the hospital and explain. Oh, that, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, I yeah. have heard that There's variations before. of that, yeah. I, uh, that. And uh, I grew yeah. up in Vancouver, on a totally different side of the country, but I've still heard these stories. Well, well that's well, why they're urban they're legends. They're urban legends, yeah. right? They totally are. I like how they're uh, legends now, and they're not myths, because I don't know <laughs> that we would call them myths. I don't really but... think they're, yeah. They shouldn't well, have legend status. No, I guess well, not. Yeah, I mean, an urban legend. I put it in her pooper and poop came out. Oh, what a legend! <laughs> well, yeah. Wow, that's what we are measurement my, of legend. My is. favorite excuse to like whatever. Not that I mean, I'm so old right now that like nobody ever propositions yeah, old. anal Fuck. sex anymore. Yeah. You People don't like, you never go out of first anal of all, sex. First no, of all, you're but, not too old wait, for it. I'm no. saying no. Guys ask you when you're like 21, but once you're in your 30s, no guys like, hey, do you want to try anal? They first don't. of all, well, they who, don't. Who, not in their 30s. It's who, like who, everybody grew out of that phase of wanting that. Who propositions it? The way you said that's very weird. Like a gentleman just. Walks up because and goes, hey, uh, anal I sex. read romantic novels. Oh, it's a yeah. proposition. So Fabio Darren. walks up to you and says, hey, <laughs> yeah, anal <right>. sex. <laughs> Fabio, come on. Well, but no. it sounds like someone showed up at your door trying to sell you like a vacuum yeah. cleaner. You guys, an anal sex. A, a traveling salesman. Yeah. All right, all right dumbasses. Do you guys want to hear uh, how I used to get out of having anal sex when I was at sure. early 20-something? What? So if a guy brought it up, I would be like, okay, listen. I've never had anal sex before, but if I ever did have it, I'd want to have it with somebody who had a really small penis. That way it wouldn't hurt so much. And then usually the guys would stop asking. Oh, well. Because it would be like they would have to openly admit that they had a small ding-dong if they wanted to, like, stick it in my pooper. Right. But then I I would say to you, like, I know a buddy of mine who's got a very small cock. Can I watch him do that to you? (laughs) How are you going to get out of that one? 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just not hang around with you. Why do you want to watch me have anal sex, well, Darren? Just, I don't. I I'm thought we were if friends. I was your boyfriend, that's how I'd get around <laughs> that one. Because I would be able to call you on your bullshit. If I want to know if the story's bullshit or not, I would, you know, you push the boundaries. That's how it works. Do you guys mm. crave anal sex with ladies? No. Uh, I think I've that, done that, it, but I don't crave it. Dave stuttered a little bit. <laughs> what? No, I just, I, I mean, though, there's only been the, uh, there's one or two <laughs> girls that I've, uh, that that is uh, something that's almost kind of, um, but has been brought up. Right. But uh, and by then, who you or her? Uh, there was. I had one girlfriend that I was with for the longest time that had that she actually said she enjoyed it. And then a couple times we did it, though, it always turned into like, oh, I think I'm going to shit. And then I was just like, I got to get out of here. Not that I left, but <laughs> I, I was. Just, you mean you got to take it out of her pooper, or I got to get out of here, and leave? The way you said that is very. Well, both. I mean, I just I oh, didn't okay. want to stick around. Here, with, I, I want to do you up the pooper. Here's some real aids. <laughs> well, I, first. it's just you know, I I didn't see when you know you're inches away from the you know a self lubricating hole, and why did you? Right. Need to... It doesn't seem very sexy at all to me. Well, I don't sex? think it isn't. I think it's something you're it's doing done right. I... Very sexy. Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know anyone about, that says how that. How do we go from talking about mops? I, well, I was going to say, this is the episode we're going to submit for the Canadian Comedy Awards. <laughs> <right away. laughs> Frozen hot dogs, anal sex. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, your pee too small. And <laughs> the winner of the Canadian Comedy Award goes to... This Not the this and that this year. Friend. No, anything goes. Anything uh, goes. For I, the anal sex episode. Yeah. I, uh... I uh, I think I was uh, confused about where my relationship was going with uh, a girl that I was seeing, and uh, it it ended last week. So Can we I'm... just? Oh yeah, okay. So Dave actually... texted me after we ended last week's episode. Dave texted me right. I'm on my couch watching whatever. Don't judge me. Probably something bad like The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dave texted me, and he's like, "On just broke." Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say her name on the air. Uh, this girl broke up with me. <laughs> kind of fucked that up already. But... <laughs> no, I'm sure we could edit that out one day. Under an um... awning. Under an awning, she broke up with me. And they're yeah. not helping either, Darren. <laughs> anyway. Well, she already said it. So well, I didn't know what to say, shit. right? So I was like, oh, I was trying to be, oh, I was being cheeky. And I was actually sober at this time. But um, then I just wrote back to Dave. I'm like, so what? Like, you want to borrow a Taylor Swift CD or what? Ever, <laughs> ever. Getting back like, together. We are right. Yeah. I knew you were Fuck. trouble when you walked in. Oh, my God. If I hear now any more mine, pop I'm music. Cool. Oh, whatever. Uh, you want to go see Maroon 5. No, I've heard so much pop music today. I actually said I had my Motorhead hoodie on, right? I'm driving great? my kids, and uh, a song comes on, and I actually said to my kids, I think this is Pink's best song. Which one? Blow me? Uh, no. He had his, you were listening That's to Motorhead. That's a real song, right? Dave. No, no, I had me. my Motorhead hoodie on. This oh, is the music. Okay. I get when my kids over there. They want to listen to pop music. I'm going to Pink March 11th. I would go to that concert. It's fucking great. Shannon's coming, too. It's going to be fucking epic. I would go to that epic. concert. It's so funny. So I just joined a really expensive gym, and all my friends are making fun of me, right? Because it's $150 a month. Is okay. that a lot of money for a gym? How much? It's 150 a month. What the fuck? No, but when you think about it, I'm like, well, that's like two trips to Casey's for me. Like, I spend so much money on alcohol. But how can I not just dollars? Yeah. What 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 gym? It's down the street. It's swanky, but it's worth it. I'm going to Pilates. I'm going to hot yoga. I'm getting everything out of this gym, and it actually makes me want to be like. A healthier person. Well, I you mean, would never want to go to the gym. If it, the gym look, was cheap, you could write it off, right? Look, the, the whole thing about gym is whatever reason you can say to yourself to make yourself go. Yeah. If you stick with it, then maybe one hundred fifty dollars is worth it. I'm going like I, five I days think a week. It's, it's, it, that's extremely expensive. It's worth it. Even Von Hagen wants to join. It's actually a deluxe gym. It's worth look, it. It makes wait, you want to go. Let's let's get something straight, okay? What? 
the only reason any of those people want to join Ron Hagen or Jen Grant is you already fucking all live together. So you can all walk <laughs> to the gym and spend all your day with each other in a nice little world. I understand how it works. And sometimes when it rains, like, you can cab there. And My arms a- are getting a little more Oprah-like. Like they're getting a little toned. I yeah. Think. yeah it's, nice. it's only been two weeks, but all I already right. feel a little bit. My abs hurt from Pilates yesterday. I like it. What if I become one of those people that talk about going to the gym all the time? Like you, you just have? Yeah. I know. Oh, fuck. Okay, we got to wrap this up. All right, back all right. in. Uh, for today's episode, we have a, a guest in the studio uh, from Montreal, a comedian uh, I've known for almost, I think, 15 years now. Tim Rabnett is going to be joining us. But first, we are going to cut away now to an interview we pre-taped with uh, comedian Rick Overton. Rick Overton has been a comedian for well over 30 years and an actor as well in such things as Seinfeld and movies and uh, all kinds of other things, and he's also in uh, Paul Prevent's set list that's touring around and is going to be in San Francisco with it. So we talked to him about his podcast, Overview with Rick Overton, so we're going to cut away to that and then come back for a commercial on Anything Goes, Sirius XM Laugh Attack. Here's Rick. All right, on the telephone today, we're interviewing a comedian, accomplished writer, actually an Emmy Award-winning writer, and has now a podcast called Overview with Rick Overton, all the way from Los Angeles. Rick Overton, how you doing, Rick? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. It's a little warmer here, and I'm not doing it to rub anything in anyone's face because it's all fake warmth anyway. Yeah, know? yeah. You know? It's pretty it's fucking like cold up here. It's cut. It goes cold again. Yeah. It's fake the warmth for the camera. Right. Me. One of the one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is you're uh, you have a, is so many credits and you're such an accomplished individual in terms of television and movies and stand up comedy and now here you are doing a podcast thirty years in starting up you know a yeah. podcast and uh, a lot of people as they generally go through show business kind of avoid technology or latching on to new things and you're starting to do that so I just wanted to ask you what was the reason you started this podcast uh, I wanted to ask my friends and those people that I admire, questions I had yet to hear asked. And so I was coming in and trying to dig into the deconstruction of a thing. I kind of tailor my shows to getting out info for people who love the guest and would love to do something kind of like what the guest does. And we'll go dig into what that guest does and sort of break it apart. I like to see how the alarm clock comes apart, you know? Right. And uh, we deconstruct. We're a deconstruction crew, and we have fun doing it, but it's to break it down. And I want it to be, it, if it can get close to being like a master, brief master's class in the technique of it. Right. I mean, I, I have not heard Jonathan Winters on any other show, uh, especially in the last five years. So it was very good to hear, you know, him talking about, you know, his journey and everything. And uh, I know that you had Kelly Carlin on. Dave heard that one today. And uh, you're, what, five episodes in right now? Yeah, we got some fun ones coming up, too, with Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Tommy Chong and Paul Provenza, and I'm about to get Al Yankovic. Oh, well, Weird Al. Weird Al is, is amazing, in my opinion. You know, yeah, sort of like when it when it comes to that oh. style of comedy, there's uh, there's only one Weird Al. Like, oh, he's everyone... the Beatles. He's the Beatles oh. of that of and, that genre. And, and he's an actually amazing artist. He's a really great musician. On top of being a good parody guy. Oh, no, I know. Because it's a, it's a delicate art form, and you can go wrong if you do a parody wrong, and you didn't put your real work into it. But he keeps it at the art form level. Say what you want about it, you're still humming that tune with his new words when you walk away. <laughs> Well, and, and I and I can say uh, just by being a uh, an average uh, you know forty something white guy that I probably know Amish Paradise, uh, the Weird Al song more than I know uh, Gangsters Paradise. <laughs> and I, 
and I, I think that's always the big crossover. And I, was, I just, I, I just like the fact that you have like uh, Sugar Ray Leonard coming on and Tommy Chung, which are probably two interviews that you don't want to get your questions mixed up. Of, <laughs> of, oh, which, which guest, which guest do I pass a joint to, and which, <laughs> and which guest do yeah, I spar he's, with? Uh, he, 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 they're both very brilliant guys. I try to leave room for my guests to do their thing. You know, I was raised on Johnny Carson, who's a gracious host, and really sure. let you be the hero, you know? Well, I, th- I think that's one of the things that you got to always remember about a podcast. I mean, sometimes people are just being introduced to these people for the first time, and uh, no matter how funny your guest is, at the end of the day, someone's going to say, hey, I heard, I heard the Rick Overton podcast today, and it was amazing. So, I mean, you always get oh, the credit at the you. end of the day. So, it's it's you can't... Well, uh, I, I, I'm grateful for having a chance to know these people, to say, hi, will you come on and do it? And so it's over the curve of my many years. It's this, this little series of lucky breaks. I'm the, I, I admit it freely and openly. These are, well, I've caught some, caught some lightning here, you know, but I'd be a fool not to do an interview if I could. Right. Yeah, one of the things I think you should do, though, is uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of changing your Wikipedia, but you got to update that Wikipedia. It doesn't even mention you to stand-up comedy. And that's, you know, for me, obviously I knew you from television and everything, but uh, my whole thing for well, you I, is, yeah, well, it says you're a comedian. It doesn't mention the stand-up comedy? No. It only it only no. talks about your TV credits. That's it. It says you're a comedian, oh, but you got to change that. Oh, dude, I didn't know that. I, <laughs> I, did. I never read my own Wikipedia. I never looked into it. I've been reading everybody else's. Yeah. Get to mine. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I'm really glad I spoke with you today. I got some repair work to do here. It doesn't say I'm a stand-up. Well, it, sa- it, says you're a com- it says you're a comedian, but most of it is talking about your TV credits. And like I said, it's it's kind of part of popular culture to you know gravitate towards the more things people know you from on television and that. But for, for us stand-ups... You know, we always gravitate towards the art form, and I remember seeing you in Toronto and being blown away, and then hearing stories of your period of time when you spent in Montreal. Was it almost a year you spent in Montreal doing the Jules Verne show? Yeah, it was a year. Uh, it was uh, from an April to an April. Wow. Uh, back in uh, 98 to 99. Right. Oh, no, no, it was 99 to 2000, and the series came out in 01 and a little bit of 02 and then faded away. But it was fun to do. We took over the uh, Savelle, uh, no, no, what was it called? The facility that was a train factory and did the, uh, uh, we redesigned it to be the largest soundstage in, in uh, one of the largest soundstages in effects facilities in Canada. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about your stand-up, but yeah, where you're actually shooting. Yeah, it was a huge building, yes. It was an enormous place. Uh, it was at uh, Place Chassey, where you know where the taxi bureau de taxi is, and so yep. uh, we uh, we took up most of that, and made it into a huge thing. I still they still use it for shows now. Right. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was a shame that show didn't get more of a chance. It was a steampunk before we knew we liked steampunk. Right. Right. Now, I was curious, as a guy that's worked a lot in television, and you know that, like, whatever idea that you have uh, on paper, it just has to go through so many other people. And that's, I think that's one of the interesting things about podcasts now. It is, it's a bit of a, a, a fuck you to, to, to network heads because you don't have to go through them. It's like whatever your idea is, is the ex- you can put exactly what you want. It doesn't have to go through anyone um, uh, to to actually get to get on the air to actually be podcasted. How what right. what what is that like? Not to have to go through that bureaucracy of, of both uh, censors and uh, you know standards and practices. Yeah, 
that feels good. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like you got the elbow room back that you're supposed to be born with, uh, with human manifest destiny and stuff, you know, right. kind of your Bill of Rights kind of thing there. And so, uh, it, and, and it, and it pays just as well. But, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, do you I, ever, uh, do you, you ever, know, you know, there's things, uh, stand up gets first and foremost, there's some things that you get paid in a different manner for, and that's your sole bank account, you know? Right. Do, do you ever go anywhere near one of these, um, kind of like, um, conventions and, uh, like a TV or the kind of, the, what's the, the comic cons and people start reciting uh, Willow to you? Do they ever do the Willow lines at you or? Oh, it's been a long time since I've heard I stole the baby. But, uh, <laughs> I wish I could say the same thing, but... Because uh, I, I remember watching Willow and knowing you as a stand-up comic. I'm like, I think that guy's... I think that's Rick Overton. And I'm, you know, yeah. I can't remember who I'm with. They're like, yeah, you don't know who that is. I'm like, no, I think that's Rick... And this is before the internet, you know? This is like only knowing you as a stand-up uh, and being able to go, oh, let's go over to Wikipedia. See, this is Rick Overton, you know? Uh, yeah, right. Well, uh... No small parts, only small actors. We, Kevin Pollack and I held the world record for the most amount of blue-screened-in little people since Darby O'Gill and the little people for Disney. <laughs> so we held the other record. And they invent, we were in the movie that invented morphing. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. For the end, when they're gonna, he's going to turn the, the duck into the tiger, into the old lady for the, you know... That sequence there of finally using his magic to bring her back into human form again. Right. That was all. That's what they invented morphing for. And then the second one on Earth, the second one to use it on Earth was uh, Michael Jackson in that you're black, you're white, and the head keeps flipping around yep, and switching yep, nationalities. Yep, black right? and white, yep. That was, the, that was the second test run of the technology. Now, in terms of stand-up, what, do you have any dates that are coming up that you can talk about? Or what's kind of going on in the next yeah. few months for you? Hey, you guys in San Francisco, check out. I'm going to be next weekend out in uh, in Cobbs, February 1st, at doing set list. Oh, okay, Paul Provenza's. Okay, yep. This is Paul Provenza and Troy Conrad's uh, wonderful show where you don't know what you're saying So you get up on stage and just turn your head left and look at the projection screen and whatever topic is there. you got to act like that you didn't just see it and you go into your act about that topic and we're going to watch how good you bullshit your way through that. <laughs> and flyer club of stand up it's really fun. And how many of these have you done like the actual set list formats? You've done a few, haven't you? Oh, I've done them since the beginning. I helped oh, okay. them come up with a lot of the formatting and question or how you shape them and stuff as well as Provenza, but in the beginning beginning I was just uh, I was one of the early guinea pigs for the game. And is there any more plans maybe to come up north at all? I mean, it's been a few years since you've been up this way. Any more? Ah, I miss it. I want to come back. I love it up there. But put a word into Mark, would you? I will. I will talk to Mark Breslin to try to get you to come up here. I think it, I think there's a there's a comedy um, program at a college here, and I think it would be great for you to come here, not only do sets, but then maybe talk during the day of your experiences because there's a lot of young comics that only know you by name or YouTube clips or, or the Internet, and they want to see you live. That sounds great. So let's see if we can't make that a concerted effort with all our uh, our heads together on that one. That'd be great. Okay. Now maybe okay. See, get you on the bill, same bill for sure. So uh, people can go to iTunes to download uh, Overview with Rick Overton. Uh, there's like yeah. I said, there's five five episodes right now, right? Yeah, check out uh, if you love uh, the stand up, Jonathan Winters. Yes, and uh, and uh, how often are you going to be doing these? Are these Kelly kind of like Carlin. 
uh, Peter Joseph, uh, Troy Conrad, uh, a lot of wonderful uh, people coming up, too. And so, uh, what were you saying? I was just going to say, how often are you doing the podcast? Is it once a week that something's going up, or is it? Well, sometimes it's three in a row. Okay. Because that's when they were all over town, and you just, uh, just space them out, you know? Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, I'm getting a little backlog now, and so it's good. You need that. For sure. Okay, and it's Rick. And yeah, you're, you're, this is this is to, for you guys that want to know how a thing works. If you like this guest and you like what they're doing, I'm going to try and get you the inside look at how they do it. Very cool. I, I also wanted to say, that as a, as another comic, I appreciate uh, how you've uh, you've seemed to both both on uh, Facebook and and uh, and what is your uh, your uh, are you on Twitter? Uh, at Rick Overton. At Rick Overton. Uh, so follow him on uh, Twitter as well. But I, I like very much, especially uh, uh, during the uh, U.S. Uh, election, how uh, how often and how much you posted on Facebook, and it was a real uh, a real good insight to uh, a lot of uh, shit that your average uh, you know voter might not hear. Because I always think that the oh, the, the scariest thing is that. the the scariest thing is the uninformed voter, and that's who seems to be voting the most. And uh, I really like a lot a lot of the stuff that you put out during while the election was going on. Oh, I appreciate you saying that a lot. That makes it feel worthwhile. You wonder if the people are really noticing, if it's had an impact. When you say that, that warms up my heart, man. It's like, okay, then. Well, and it, we know and we got to keep doing more of that, then. I saw you in that, that photograph, and you, you look pretty damn good in a hoodie, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't both. Uh, uh, I, I traded all in for a head full of hair, but that's uh, a good plan B. Okay. One of the uh, one of the reasons me and Dave started this show on XM Radio is that we wanted to talk to certain comics and talk about you know not just shop talk but uh, important things. And uh, as Dave said, not only yourself but the two comics I wanted to talk to uh, were you and uh, David Feldman. And both of you are, are people I followed on Facebook all through the election and enjoyed everything you put on there. So we've got one down. Hopefully we'll talk to David Feldman in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I really. Now, where is he now? Is he still in New York with Fugel saying where is he? Now? I, I think so. That's the last I had heard. Yeah, so we no, got we got to track him down. He's still with Frank, right? I think so. Yeah, but we're gonna yeah. track him down. But uh, we uh, definitely appreciate you calling in, Rick. Uh, it's overview with Rick Overton, and your website is rickoverton.net, right? That's right. Okay, so people yeah, who want to find for, out more. Uh, thanks for the interview, fellas, and I really look forward to working with you when we're all in the bill up north. All right, for sure, we'll make it happen. Thanks, Rick. All right, great. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Talk soon. Take it easy. Cheers. Okay, that was Rick Overton, and now we're going to be cutting away to our commercial. And when we come back into the studio, comedian Tim Rabnitz is going to be joining us, and we'll be talking about family and Twitter and all the other things that Christina Walkinshaw loves to talk about. Yay! Like, really bad movies. Bite the pillow, it's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. there, this is Dr. Jess, sexologist, and you are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. 
Hey, everybody, back from the break. This is Anything Goes. And in the studio joining us this week, comedian Tim Rabnett is with us. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Darren? I'm Thanks good. for having me. I'm good. So uh, I'm sure you heard us off the top. We were talking about gyms, and I just want to go back to Christina for a second. Um, now, you're spending $150 a month on a gym, yeah. and I just want to know- i spent my money on worse things, Darren. Okay, if, if I join this gym, can I get blown every three sets of 10? That's all I want to know for 150 <laughs> a month. What do I get for $150? I'll ask the nice ladies of Yorkville, Darren, but yeah. I can't make any promises. Well, even oh, dudes, even guys. dudes, I'm fine with for 150 Dude, bucks a month. Definitely, there's a lot of gay guys there. I think yeah. a, it's very promising. Oh, I know the gym you're at. I know there's a lot of gay guys there. <laughs> They're lovely. They're so cute. They totally support my love but, of cash. I mean, you know, like, you, what about you, Tim? You work out? You have? Are you in a gym? Well, I'm. So it's radio. I'm 34 years old, and okay. I'm kind of uh, fattening and uh, becoming less attractive as the years go on. Wow. But uh, um, we got a treadmill at home, right? Which has been awesome, and I'm actually using it. Well, that's that's and, a plus. Most people don't. Yeah, and like back in my twenties, uh, like I used to go to the gym all the time, and right. you want to be really muscular, so people. Right. Yeah, so for the single looking. ladies, you want to look good yeah. for the single so ladies. So you look really cute when you're like fondling a toothpick in a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like there's those buff guys who are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, playing with their toothpicks. So you look hot but dumb, bill. but uh, yeah, but I mean, you don't need to be good looking in your 30s. I'm happily married, and yeah. um, that's what I keep telling so, Dave. <laughs> yeah, so um, and I keep complying with that. So I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't burn people. I always feel bad. I actually love it. Yeah, you're not very good at it. No, you can't go, yeah, I Dave. I somebody I'm sorry, and Dave. then I go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm you're sorry, the best Dave. ever. I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't mean that, Dave. You're smashing. Yeah. No, thank you. But I really, the only reason to be particularly muscular is if you're trying to talk some woman into letting her fuck you fuck her in the butt. And, uh, in the butt, yeah. yeah that brought good exactly. callback, yes. Yeah, yep, yep. And yeah. that's not a part of my life. Do so. you have any thoughts on butt fucking, Tim? No, I feel the same way you do. Is like, um, it's just, the too- vagina's a fantastic thing. And, yeah. um, Thanks. It's like, a, it's like a specialty thing. Like, I would fuck a girl in the armpit just to see right. what that was like right. to try it once. Right. But I wouldn't make a... It would which is uh, hairier. A le- yeah. <laughs> if you had a, if you get me on a good day. <laughs> if you had a hairy armpit fetish, you'd be a weird guy. <laughs> if, if you were dating a guy for like two weeks, Christina, and he was like, listen, I was hoping you could grow your armpit hair out. And I could jizz on it. You'd be yeah. like, I, I don't go- know about this relationship. <laughs> what if I go into the salon? I'm like, I need a Brazilian wax. And she's like, drop your pants. I'm like, no, 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 under my arm. <laughs> I just do it there. And that's not really Brazilian anymore, though, is it? I don't know. Do you left like a little strip? Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't know that much about it. I just, for my for my wife, my underarm hair, I put like the landing strip. You know, like the strippers do. That's how I, yeah. I shave my Sexy. arms. She loves it. You, you got landing strip in your armpit? Oh yeah, fucking right, I do. Cute. Yeah, it goes all the way down right to my cock. <laughs> right to my cock. I have it shaved my, all the way down. I'm showing everybody now, but I, my armpit hair never grows. Like it's like my boobs. Like it doesn't grow. It's like look. Well, it's no, no, we, yeah, we can't. It's it's more of a visual thing. She, but... She's also showing her boobs right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys should be here. I have no boobs. Did, did you have something My to eat that was weird today, were, Christina? Or, what was that? Did you eat something weird today? Or like... I had a veggie burger with avocado. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think something else was in it, I think, maybe. Some growth hormones or I don't know. <laughs> I can't help it. Anyways, you've been married for how long, Tim? Uh, a year and a half or two years. Oh so. shit! So, yeah. and, and how long were you dating before you uh, got uh, hitched? Maybe, maybe two or th- two years or something. And so, both of it, you have made a commitment to let your bodies fall apart. Or? Well, you know, but we're trying to be like we're <laughs> on nice a, one day. You know what? We're on a diet now, and we're like jogging more, so we're trying to be more healthy. Yes, less bread. But it's not for it's not for looking good. 
It's you know, oh, okay. it's just for general general health right so you, you can live longer and you know look at each other and yeah. laugh in the mirror and okay. i don't want to have to buy a new wardrobe well, <laughs> i'm you getting too fat for no. my wardrobe and that's a sign i need to do yeah. something i know <laughs> it's gonna well, cost me two thousand dollars and uh and just to my ob- my humorous observational skills i'm noticing that the shirt that you have on you're sort of creating these little uh, cloth vaginas between yeah, the buttons here. between the but this is I, i'm on the margins with this shirt right now yeah. like if i lose five pounds it'll look great right and if i put five pounds on It'll look awful. You're going to so. have some very worn-in vaginas along your uh, yeah. the, the, the button line. I, I have that with a uh, – there's a sweater that I uh, – actually a cardigan that I have that does the exact same thing when I wear it. They're like uh, carded vaginas or uh, or sweater cunts. I can't remember what they're yeah. called. But, um, <laughs> but I, you know what? This is my theory. Now, I'm not, I'm not married. I uh, don't have a fantastic track record um, uh, for uh, relationships, but right. uh, I'm beginning to fall into the maybe it's me category. But, right. uh, uh, oh. but I do think that uh, that I think that if you still have your the tuxedo that you you got married in or you know whatever the uh, outfit that you were married in yeah. you should have to put that on once a year and if you can't fit into it then you got to be like okay we got to do some serious working out here and I did because is it possible to blow up that much that you won't fit into your wedding outfit from the the day so, that you were married some people really do though for their wedding they want to look as good as possible of course um, so they'll like lose twenty pounds for their wedding and they'll like get a fancy haircut. Uh, for my wedding, I got as fat as I ever hoped to be in life <laughs> right? and um, didn't particularly yep. do anything special with my hair just to make it clear to my wife that this, this is, is what you get. This is what you're getting yes. or better. But this is the worst case scenario <laughs> that you're seeing today. So, so she so, married a before picture. And... Exactly. And maybe at some point I'll lose some weight and be the... Uh, the after picture, but um, like I consciously, and it's so stressful having a wedding that if I was on a diet, I would have killed someone. As, so. as, as a wedding present, did anyone buy you like a gastric band or any one of those bands, you know, that they put around your stomach? Did anyone get you one of those? That would that would be rude. I think. Someone, <laughs> someone bought me a gastric band not, surgery. I'd be like, fuck you. Not, not, uh, I don't think it could get any ruder or more awkward that when you're walking through Shoppers Drug Mart with uh, your girlfriend and she points to a nose hair trimmer and just says you should get one of those yeah and it's not sort of like what are you saying it's a, you know exactly what she's saying that uh just i don't know someone some my age my nose hairs are like are like fluorescent lighting tubes they're just bright and i gotta get yeah. rid of them well and i've been thinking about this a lot just in terms of aging you know as we all get into our 30s and 40s like when you're in your teens and 20s genetics really matter but as you get older just being rich and well groomed is what makes like if you see a good-looking fifty-year-old, it's because they have expensive clothes and a good haircut, or right? or they're p- poor and they have a floby. Um, do you think? No, I, I don't, don't know. How so, often no. do you see like some some fifty-year-old with shaggy hair but awesome abs? Um, I can honestly say that I haven't really checked out of it's, it's a weird thing to just say to someone at a bus stop if I took a bus anywhere. you should go to Christina's gym sit in the men's locker room and yes. just look at nude dudes for a yes. while and, and just and be pick like, your underarm hair out just keep yeah. one at a time just pick it's them off so true. ever since I joined the gym I've seen so many boobies I don't even think I need to go to the strippers anymore there's like boobies everywhere I fell off the uh, we, I wanted to bring this up but we were so uh, in, in drenched in, uh, uh, in mop talk off the top of the show <laughs> and that uh, I, I fell off the uh, wagon this weekend. I was uh, right. clean and sober for 26 days, and wow. uh, they all uh, and everything. I think, that, I think 26 ev- days. What a Dorito chip at AA? I think. <laughs> I, I don't know, Darren. Um, 
But uh, I took, I took, it, I, will give you I took everything that. that I shouldn't do, and I put it all into one thing, and it got to the point. I just wish that there could almost be a photograph of me at like every corner store that just said, "Don't sell this guy like chips and fucking cookies and <laughs> shit yeah. like that." Like when you and, go to a casino and you can get yourself taken out of that place, like if you give him a photo of yourself and don't let same. me in here, kind of thing. I have, if I have no willpower, so if I could show up and just be like, "You're not allowed in here," I'd be just yeah. like, "Thank you, you're right," and I would just turn around and walk. Does home. that mean we're going for drinks after the show? No, it does. Oh, I, you know, I was, chicken wings. Let's go for wings. <laughs> I was trying to catch darts with my hands. Come on, at the, at fatty. Let's go swan. for wings. One thing I want to ask you, Tim, is, uh, and because Dave has a little bit of experience in this, and I think uh, Walkinshaw has, but I haven't. And that is, the woman you married is in our business. We don't have to talk about what she does, but she is in the business. And Dave has dated female comics, and Walkinshaw has dated male comics. And how much of your life is... You know, do you ever get that idea that, oh, man, shop talk, you know, I can't escape it? Yeah, not, well, we don't ever talk about comedy, like, literally ever. Oh, that's um, a good thing. Which is a good thing. Like, I make jokes sometimes. Sure. But, uh, but we don't. Does she say when you say something funny, does she go, you should write that down? Never, but sometimes uh, I get excited. Um, Like, if I go out and do a show... And I come back home and she's already asleep. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I'm drunk. I might wake her up and yeah. tell her about yeah. the hilarious yeah. things I've said. Sure, I've done and that. she'll be like, that. don't fucking yeah. do that. <laughs> tell me in the morning. Go away. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we really, we we don't talk about comedy a lot. And we do try to hang out with comedians a lot. And when we do, we end up, like, we went out to dinner with Christina and, Montreal and oh, yeah, and I don't think we K. talked about, uh, talk about comedy, comedy very much. Right. I mean, it's Just like shot the shit. It's fun, and I feel like that's how you actually get more inspired. You think of more joke ideas when you're not talking about comedy and you're well, talking of course, about real life. Of course, right? but it's also you know uh, it's hard sometimes to run from that when things happen and you know it's a common denominator between two people. Yeah. It's a lot easier said than done for some. I mean, you've talked about that before, Dave, right? Like you know, it's it's hard, right? Well, I think uh, I think a lot of comics end up dating comics because a they're usually around at a show, and right. you don't you know it's like at the end of the night whenever the audience gets up and leaves. I mean, you look around and oh, it's, it's, oh, it's the only the, the comedians and the waitstaff are here, and there's nothing more cliche than trying to you know pick up a waitress at the end of the night. <laughs> For uh, you, well, actually, that's not, I haven't uh, done that as often as many people think. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think. It, well, and also, it's someone that you don't it's, have to go through the whole bullshit of like, yeah. oh, I'm a comedian, and this is what we do. What's that like? You don't as, have to answer all the stupid questions of like, where do you get your ideas from, and what's it like up there? The and do you get nervous? It's the same as any group of coworkers. Right. Like when you work with somebody, you can go out and like have drinks with them and vent about your work. Like it's yeah. the same. It, but I do think, no different than like any other industry. You go out with your coworkers and you bitch about work. Or whatever. I mean, that's it's no different. Yeah, but um, my wife's like a producer, so we're in the same business, but not doing the same thing. No, and, no. And of one course. of the yeah. problems I think comics have when they date each other is the insane fucking jealousy you get, because like comics get jealous of comics anyways. Right. When someone right. gets something they wanted and they're like but i'm a a half a percent better at comedy than that person and they got it and i didn't fuck them i hate them and when it's your girlfriend who gets that it's really that's tough when you hate your girlfriend that's tough i dated a guy i won't say who but i was dating a comic we did this like road gig together it was dave martin Uh (laughs) it was not (laughs) it wasn't but okay you're doing a road gig christina we were doing a road gig and then like but you know like and i honestly i legitimately think he's funnier than i am but you know what then I fucking struck gold one show and I did much better than him and then he had to follow me and he did not do well the crowd did not like him 
And then afterwards, he was livid. Like, oh, livid yeah, afterwards. right. This, this is when you dated goes, Dane Cook, right. <laughs> and he goes, and he comes off stage, and I heard him say this, right? And he was like, I can't even follow my own girlfriend. And he was. He really said that on mad. stage? He said it right when he got off stage. Oh, off stage. And then I was obviously offended because I yeah. was like, well, I, I wouldn't mind being a good comic. You know, a night or two of sure. the week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so with yeah. the audience, and then it was awkward. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm kidding, Christina. But, it, but it, it, but it is tough. It is that fragile male ego of just like uh, you know, it's uh, we all want to be liked, and just the idea that the guy's on last and he feels like he should be better than you, and it's, it, but it's like the luck of the draw. You know, every crowd's different, every show, and that's every something that every that is like... supposed to be something that we like, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, did he stomp his feet and then, like, go and suck his thumb or something like that? Or just be a big baby? The people from the crowd wanted to, like, buy me drinks and didn't want to talk to him, and it was very Uh, uncomfortable. Could he perform that night? What was that? Could he perform that night? Could he? I could, don't remember. Uh, I was so drunk he, from he all the could, drinks. He could, but Christina did a better job of sex that <laughs> night. Oh. Than he did. So she had a better. Really, bonus. Rub, yeah. really yeah. rubbed it in his face. Yeah, he didn't have to say like, "Sorry about that. I can get my fingers hard." Yeah. He like that. And he got to be stomped out of the bedroom, and the audience said, "We love you more, Christina. Yeah. What you did and tonight." And then I was like, "Well, I've never had anal sex before, but if I did, I'd want it to be with a guy that had a really small penis." Oh, <laughs> what a callback! That was. I know. Nice. So that you like that? Nice. Yeah. See that fucking. Uh, um, yeah. Another thing we were, wanted to talk about, uh, Tim, is because you're newly married and you're in your 30s, right? Yeah. You're in your 30s. And there's this pressure for you know newly married couples to start a family, especially when you're in your 30s. But you guys have made a conscious decision to not have children. And, yeah. Um, and, and, and I know that, uh, you know, I don't think, Christina, do you even want kids? I don't, I don't no, even know. No, we're making it for the crib, like beside the empties. I have no room in my life for children. Right. You're not, you're not going to stay in that apartment forever, are you? Probably. Okay. I'm a loser. <laughs> don't say okay. that. Okay. Uh, but uh, but how, how did you make that clear to uh, the, well, I mean, your woman? I, I, she, I always thought that maybe I would have kids or maybe I didn't, and I didn't okay. think about it this where too I, much. This is where I was. In my yeah. 20s, I thought, in my teens, I thought I'd love to be a dad. In my 20s, I'm like, I don't think it's ever going to happen, what? but well, I'm, okay with, yeah. I'm okay with that. And there's a natural bias because anyone who has parents, right, sure. obviously what was raised by people who chose to have kids. Right. So there's a natural bias in that. Right. How were you raised? Well, I was raised by a mom who chose to have kids, but my uncle didn't. And so when my parents divorced, my uncle was around a lot. And so I always Oh, he grew... was the father figure for you then? Uh, well, my, my brother and my uncle for sure. Sure, okay. But at least I got to see this guy who chose not to have kids. Oh, I see And what you're he's saying. always right. been a guy I've looked up to. Right. And you can, like you can have a rich, meaningful life without having kids. Oh, sure. And uh, yes. it's I enjoyable agree. and full of money and sleep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. That's true. Man. It just seems weird I, that you know. Yes. I don't think everybody chooses to have kids. I think some people accidentally no, but they choose, end up with kids. But they choose not to have an abortion, right? Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yes. that's true. And that's how I was born. Now, Darren, you said it, when you were a teen, you thought you wanted to have kids. Yeah, the like guys thought you know because it's it's kind of programmed, right? Like Tim yeah. said, you know, your parents. I had good parents. I'm like they were good to us. I'm I'm gonna just keep doing what my parents do, you know, and I'm gonna have kids and this did kind your, of thing. Did your parents look like they enjoyed having kids though? Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. No, I'm just they saying they don't look like me having my kids now. I Let's know. I bet way. your dad. I've never met your oh, dad, Darren, God. but I imagine he's just like the nicest, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. calmest man. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. the total opposite. <laughs> yeah. But my, my, you know, but then you get in your twenties, and you know, I was touring a lot, and I was like, then I realized that your life isn't defined by children. Is why I said, hey, if I have children, that's great. If I don't, I don't. You know, it wasn't so much like, oh, my life is ruined. And then my thirties, I knock someone up. So you gotta have kids when you knock them up, and they're Catholic. 
right? Yeah, you right. don't have to, but you can always be an asshole if you wanted to. I feel like it's more taboo for women not to have girl, like or not to have kids. Well, there's more, there's pressure, more pressure, definitely. For sure. yeah. I don't. I don't now, Tim, you just you, you just you flat out said that you I, I, we're not going to have kids, and yeah. was it a reflection that uh, like well, it, you didn't think that could you do you think you could be a, a, a good dad? Sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. But and why do you think um, that you could? But I could do lots of things. Okay. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I could have been a pilot also. Right. But um, but uh, there there are a couple of and life is unpredictable. So so we've made our plans. But um, certainly, like a couple of people in our family, like I'm an uncle to three kids, and uh, my wife has young cousins. And if anything ever happened to their parents, we've talked about it. You know, we we might have to step in and right, right, and do some raising of of oh. young kids we care about. Oh, right? I thought you'd say uh, we might have to step in and put them in a car and drive it into the lake, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> exactly. there's that too. to do the right thing, the, the right, right thing. thing. And they, Look, come you on. want to see mommy and daddy? Come on, get in the car. Yeah, just put in a John Denver CD and then just throw it into the ocean. That's right. Yeah. yeah, come on. It worked for Susan Smith. Come on, let's go. Have... Well, I don't know if it worked for her. She didn't get busted. <laughs> she didn't get away scot free, which no. would be the ideal. Right. situation for most people. Right, maybe. Um, what, uh, now, out of Montreal, do you uh, you come out to Toronto very often? Yeah, well, I work for Yucks, so, right. um, so yeah, I mean, whatever, a third of Canada's population is here, so, um, you know, for doing stand-up, it's uh, obviously got the most work of anywhere. Right. One thing I wanted to bring up, and uh, we were going to touch on this off the top, but I'm also talk now because, uh, Tim, do you do you use uh, Twitter much or no? You know, I'm I'm getting into it. I've made forty tweets now. Yeah, oh. um, but I'm. Uh, I think uh, Walkinshaw does that per hour. I know, and so <laughs> not I, when I'm sober. I down when I was sober. I was barely tweeting at all. But Which um, like really bad. But I like like the people I follow. I don't follow a lot of people. I follow you, Darren. Right. And you might make say like five or six tweets a week. I'd say. Yeah. And like one or two of them have proper punctuation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But I think yep. I like that pace of stuff. And I I follow like Andy Richter. Right. And uh, a few people. Um, but I find if I'm following someone and they're making five tweets a day, yeah, two I'm days down to in a one row. Every two I, days, Darren. By the way. What? Tweets? One every yeah, one tweet every two days. Talk Holy my Twitter page. Shit. I have nothing. You, I've, your, I've your burnt Twitter out. anonymous is paying off for you, girl. No, I burnt out. I don't like. I got rid of all my good thoughts, and now there's nothing left. <laughs> wow. Um, now, what what does it mean actually? In what? How significant is it in Twitter when you're uh, when the people that you the people that are following you sort of eclipse the people that you're following? Like what? Well, isn't that a big significant moment in Twitter? When I, I would, if, when more people are following you, you than you are yeah, following no, others. Yeah, no, I wouldn't follow if if I just saw someone and they were following more people than were following them. I wouldn't be interested in hearing what they have to say. You will notice that because they sound like a chump. If you yeah. see somebody who is like, you know, sometimes you check somebody's profile out and it's like they're they have like six thousand followers, but they're also following six thousand people. So it's probably just that, like I a mean, big how could you ever procedure. read like I think I yeah. follow You couldn't. You just scroll through everybody yeah. and be like blah blah blah. Like there's no re- way. And I saw a guy, there was like a guy who had um uh I think he, he had maybe like eighty followers and he followed like five hundred people and he had made something like twelve thousand tweets. Yes. And I oh, I had shit. no interest in hearing what that guy had to say for himself. I just, find, I just find with like a lot of like both like uh, like Twitter and Facebook and a lot of websites. It's like there's a there's a website in uh, or there's a, a Facebook page of like Toronto stand up comedy community, 
And does it ever bug you when like someone asks a question in that Facebook forum, and and I and I'll read it and be like, well, why wouldn't you just leave that for you know you and your buddies to talk around? Yeah, you know, and it just seems like doesn't seem like a lot of people are learning things on their own and or actually, even learning things by doing them. It just it almost looks like they're you know crying out for answers yeah. from like just these anonymous. Fucks. This is another difference between my wife and I actually because she's never done stand up and like I said, she works more as a producer. Right. So she when she and sees, she's horribly unfunny too. Uh, uh, she's kind of funny. I know. She's just not enough. She's a, she's she's a delight. She's a delight. <laughs> but um, other than never giving me a chance, she's a perfectly Aww, fine. There I'm it just, comes uh, out. Now. She gives everyone a chance. I, know. I gave yeah, Dave 19 minutes yeah, she and he does. did it in 20. All right. So um, she, she's never done stand up comedy. But she's never done stand up. Yeah. But, um, but like. 24-year-old comics do some unbelievably fucking stupid public things. Sure. So, like, especially on, like, people will make Facebook posts where they're like, uh, this person's an asshole and they're doing, and they just make such a public right. uh, thing. And I know as you get older, you learn to to maybe do things in private more and, and everything is so black and white. And yeah, yeah but I definitely cut anyone who was a fucking idiot comedian when they were starting out some slack because it's right. really hard and you don't know what you're doing right and to be a good comic you have to be a bit of a weird fuck up sure right. so so when you're starting that's going to manifest let me, let in me, a lot of stupid things let me just say that a lot of 40 year old comedians this past weekend did a lot of stupid things too <laughs> right so no I'm it's not sure. exclusively to, in, in their 20s but it just seemed it does seem Detail. it does seem weird to me that the that yeah, that it, it, there was a time where you could sort of be, un, and I think you should develop underground, and then sort of when you feel like you're ready, then come yeah, up to the surface totally. and go, look who here I am. But there's people that sort of like just are blowing their loads on Twitter so that much is, and either is, proving yeah. themselves not to be funny or. But I don't even understand why someone who isn't a performer in the first place or have some band to promote is even on Twitter. I well it, yeah yeah it's as, really as for, as for stand up I've heard that advice before like you know you're only new in this town once right so you know it's good to fly under the radar for as long as you can because then when you pop you'll pop bigger right but or at it, least it, more experienced yeah. it's a yeah. weird thing where someone like if you get together with your friends and form a band you don't start telling people I'm a musician. Right. right. You might right. say like, oh, we have a band and we're working on it. Yeah. But fucking every 20-year-old who does one open mic night immediately starts telling everyone, I yeah. am now a comedian. Right. Well, there was, This yeah. is the center of my identity. Yeah, there was a guy that put a clip on, I saw him today on the on Facebook of just like, this is me doing my very first set of stand-up comedy. Tell me what you think. And, yeah. and, one, and where could I get some good gigs around? I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, you're you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to get that. But it's just one of those things. Yeah. Just like, I, you know, you don't want to sound old. But at the same time, it's but you, like you, you don't realize you're publicly fucking under up. the video. But then you hit like. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. It's a very mixed message. You I want to give, give that false sense of confidence that I had. <laughs> one of my friends, and I won't say who, they did a show. It was some like one nighter in the middle of nowhere. And then they were surprised by some like young comic that was doing a guest spot on their one nighter. And they're like, oh, so they're kind of like talking to the guy and they're like, oh, how long have you been doing comedy for? Right. And he's like, I've done it like 11, 12. Like, I've done it enough. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. that was his thing. I've done it enough. You've done it 12 times yeah. and that's enough. Yeah. Like, wow. That's, you know, that's, we'd love to say that's a generation we're in now, but I think that happened in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. There was always idiots and, you know, hanger ons and people who don't want to put the work in and they just think they're part of it and that's it. I mean, that's always going to happen. It's just, you know, you got to, are you going to scream at them every time or are you just going to go, you're a fucking idiot. You're never going to be here in two months. I mean, Dude, I used to yeah. scream at them all the time. 
Now I just still stream at them all the time. I just wish I would be able to let it go. But you, but you do I've been it. doing stand-up for 10 years, and I still have to pee like eight times before I go on sure. stage. Yeah. Like, I can't help it. It's right. always going to be yeah. a little, you know. That's the way it is. That yeah. should be your closer, the peeing part. <laughs> I think it's hard to go back from that. And uh, I got to go pee. Thanks. You guys have been a lovely audience. I always okay. wanted to end a set with, uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to leave you with one thing. A puddle of my urine. And then I would just stare <laughs> at the just, audience uh, and then just be, and just try to do some breathing exercises and, and gradually sort of pee my pants. I that video of you dancing in Vegas. <laughs> Jack Norman did that, Dave. Remember he used to pee on stage? Yeah, but not really. Oh he didn't God. do it for, I would want to oh, do it for real. For real right. yeah. Well, that's, you're, you're, you're dedicated to the art form. And also Dave. I would be telling people, Jack, when Jack did it, he did it like, oh, everyone was laughing hysterically and yeah. he had no idea why. I would be like, no, I'm, this is I'm what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, we're almost out of time, but if people want to get a hold of Tim Rabin, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, definitely um, Facebook or follow me on Twitter. And I do, uh, like, I try to make jokes uh, when I have a joke that maybe isn't for stand-up, but... Uh, yeah, that fits in Twitter, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I won't be like, oh, I was a good cheeseburger today. I won't put that on Twitter. <laughs> the, one, but, the one thing I do like about Twitter, though, is, I, and, and, uh, and I'll shut up in a second, but it's like, there's less people that actually comment on the things that you comment on. Or, like, if you'll put out a tweet... People aren't as, as inclined to sort of like post comments about it, like on Facebook. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It just sort of stands alone exactly. and is out there. That's but also, right. um, so this is going to air on the 30th? Is yeah, that... this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday, so this t- Wednesday. Uh, today is the 30th? Yes. Um, so this weekend I'm going to be in Ajax at the okay. Yuck Yucks Club. All right. Uh, which will be fun. So come check me out there. Um, but also uh, in Huntsville, uh, February 8th and 9th this weekend, I'm going to be doing the uh, Cottage Country Comedy Festival Oh, uh, Comic uh, on the Rocks okay, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Rob Schneider. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's going to sure. be awesome at, awesome. at Deerhurst Resort. Yep. So, um, okay. so, yeah, if you're up in that neck of the woods, check it out. There's going to be some uh, great talent up there. Yeah, and, Ro- uh, and like you said, Rob Schneider is going to be on one of the like, shows. For me, that's a guy I grew up loving. So, sure. uh, he, yeah, nice guy. Awesome. I, nice I, guy. I hope he still loves Rob Schneider. I know. I, I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, like it's like meeting someone you looked up to as a kid. So. Sure. It's kind of scary though, because you, you you want him to still be the guy that you looked up to. Yeah. But then you know, then you meet the real person, and it's sort he of he may just be a, a bitter old drunk. No, Who no, knows? I've I can't. We don't have time. <laughs> I'll tell you a story off off mic. He is a very nice guy. Cool. Yeah, he's I'm a looking very forward to very nice him. guy. So uh, that's uh, February 8th and 9th, and this weekend in Ajax. Go to yuckyucks.com for ticket information and uh, follow Tim Rabden on Twitter. Thank you, Tim, for coming by. Yay, Come back again. Thanks, for coming Come by. Tim. thanks, guys. Yeah. Take it easy. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, this is John Wing, and you are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we're back from the break, and that was Tim Rabnett. And also before that, in the first segment, we interviewed Rick Overton. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, we were talking about Twitter with, uh, with Tim near the end there. Uh, the idea of is, if someone Twitters something that's yours, like a joke, and they don't comment that you're it's your joke 
is that thievery on Twitter? Yeah, but there's actually an app on Twitter where you can like look up who's stolen your tweets. You know that, right? Not your tweet. I'm saying let's say someone took something from your act, put it down as a tweet, and then didn't comment it to you. Is that oh. is that thievery? Oh, totally of course it is. it is. Yeah, it's thievery. Yeah, but there's different levels of that. For example, uh, some people contacted me yesterday that uh, Dane Cook twittered. Uh, what he twittered was "fucky," hashtag greatest nickname ever. Right. Well, now okay. for the last you know seven to ten years, if not longer, I've been using right. that all the way through my act. It's all right. over the internet. I call an audience member all the way through "fucky." I've uh, you know spent lots of twitters with the word "fucky" in it and all the other things. Lots of tweets. And what do you think about that? Uh, I will say this, and I mean this in the best possible way, but when I think fucky, I think you. Right. I I do. So I definitely think, and I think it's definitely, everything's out there on the internet. Like, it's very easy that somebody could go online and see your stuff and think, oh, there's no way anybody could possibly know who Darren Frost is. I can go use that. Now, to play devil's advocate, I mean, I don't think he stole it from me. I, I just don't. I think maybe he heard it in a okay, conversation. Well, I'm, I'm glad that that's, that's your opinion. I was just thinking it's a word. Yeah, so. yeah no, no. I, first, of all, yeah. I, first of all, I don't own the word. I know that. It, right. it happened, pre- it predated me. It's not like I created the word, but I was the comic that used it in my act uh, extensively and on stage. But I don't think he stole it. He may have heard it. You know, right. and then say, hey, that's a funny nickname and just put it out there. Right. And right. whether it was another comic that said it or someone or whatever, you know, uh, but I just it's it's this weird kind of line of w- what's thievery and what's not thievery on Twitter. I mean, it's always possible that two people have the same idea. I of do course, believe that. Of course. Does Especially it bother you that he did that? Though? It doesn't bother me. What bothers me now is that he's got three million followers. Right. Right. And if they read that and fuck you and they identify it with him. And also, if he started doing it on stage, that's completely different, too. If he starts using it as a nickname on right. stage, then I might have a bigger concern with it. Right. But, you know, his three million people now have seen fucky Dane Cook. It's now, if they see me do it, they may think, oh, my God, you're stealing from Dane Cook. No, well, now, why wouldn't you just uh, email Dane Cook a clip of you using fucky? Well, I fucky? did. I did Twitter him. Uh, the clip from... Oh, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh. Uh, Funny or Die. It's at, Literally, it says, interacting with fucky. That's the title of the thing that's on Funny or Die since 2009. So I just sent that to him, and I know other people have contacted him through Twitter as well, who said, hey, you know, Darren Frost, Comedy Girl for years has been using that. Some people have been derogatory towards Dane Cook. I didn't really think that was necessary. I don't think he stole it, you know. I know what his history is, and, you know, uh, I think other things that have been caught for, you know, people have a better argument for it. I don't own the word. But it is a very interesting idea of what's thievery and what's not on right. Twitter. Because as we move down the line, you know, of technology, it's like what can you consider yours and what you fight for? Right. Well, I think it's something you got to pick your battles for. And I don't think that's a, a battle worth uh, picking, especially if it's, you know, what? You've done everything that you can do. You've yeah. sent out the, yeah. a thing to him. You, know, you have a link to uh, a clip of you doing it. Actually, and it's good that it's on Funny or Die. Right. Uh, and which is, you know, a freaking yeah. established site and sure. has legitimacy to it. And so it's it's the data stamped on it. So uh, where do you go from here? Yeah. And I'm presuming that he didn't write back or anything? No, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, he's got, you know, I don't even think he probably even runs his own Twitter. That's you know, true. he's probably got someone uh, doing it for him, and that's fine. And if he gets back to me, like I said, I don't hate him for it. I'm not angry about it. At first, my first reaction is, oh, no, now I got to fucking deal with this. You know, people asking me and Twittering me and all that stuff. And, it, you know, it took time, but that's it. Oh, yeah, fucky. but it's it's not hard for someone to look back and, and see who did what and when. Sure. That's true. Yeah. 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 If somebody wanted to do their research, they'd figure it out. But would you be upset if someone Twittered something from your act and didn't quote you on it? Um. Yeah, I probably would be. I'd be bummed out. I would. <laughs> what, if, what if a comedian <laughs> saw one of your twi- uh, tweets, right, and then used it on stage? That, oh, well, I know. That's... I would, yeah, I would be 
But what if it was something that was just a comment you made and it's not something from your act? You know what I mean? Like you just said something funny today, yeah. a line, and then they, uh, you know, use that in their act now. No, I I would definitely be, a, uh, you know me, I'm like a giant weenie, so I'd probably never put up a fight, but secretly I'd be so bummed out. You would be, right. Well, you, Dave? I mean, well, uh, well, yeah, sure, I would be pissed about it, but it, it's also a, a matter of, like, how am I going to find that out? I mean, I'm not on Twitter a lot. I'm not scrolling constantly through a bunch of people I've never met and wondering who, you know, and, and reading all the shit that people put up. So yeah. if someone stole something from me, I would be surprised, A, that I found out about it. Well, you work with them. I'm saying I you're will, working oh, with okay. someone. Well, I will say, I've seen people tweet things that I've already tweeted before. Yes. And I'm like, um, I already tweeted that, like, a year ago. Right. But I don't, like, put up a fight. I'm like, like oh i wrote that a year ago but right. i'm like oh but in my brain i'm like well i already wrote that maybe right. you forgot that you wrote like, okay you read so that, what, but like what, what if what if a friend of yours who wasn't a comic but just knew a lot of comic friends yeah like if you're let's say you're the your friend anna if she uh tweeted something and then you uh took that thing that she said and you said it on stage got a great reaction and then you go back to anna and say oh now can i use that or would you feel like you should ask her first oh yeah i would definitely well, i don't think i could ever say something that I didn't write myself. In fact, I've had, uh, like, over my lifetime as a comedian, mm -hmm. I've had guys, like, try to give me tags for jokes, and I swear to God, I don't know why, but they never work. It's like people, it's like the audience can actually organically tell when I didn't write something, because it just doesn't work. Well, like, tags work for me, but I'll tell you what doesn't. Someone has given me a premise before, and it really kills, and it fits my act, yeah. but every time, and only the first half they gave me, they gave me the premise, all the tags yeah. are mine, every time I do that joke, every time yeah. on stage, in the back of my mind for the beginning of that joke, I'm literally saying, this is not my joke. I know. Maybe that's what I'm doing, I too. I know. I do that, like, too. Yeah. I, I still do it, you know, when Michael Gelbart is, like, one of my favorite comedians. I remember him giving okay, a Okay, we're done. For... Um, <laughs> that's the show. <laughs> He's been on the show before. I know. I had to do I that. I love Gelby. Come on. I like Gelby. But Gilby. he gave me a, a tag for one of my jokes, and I thought it was so funny when he told right. me. I was like, that's hysterical. And I tried it, like, three times, and it just never worked. It's right. like... Audiences know they're like instinctive. They know when you're saying something that's not yours. Like they can. Well, just also sell. you don't sell it as well, and also you may be doing something not. different. It's all about you. The audience can't tell it's not you. It's you know it's not you, and the way you present it is I not as good. So. Now have we actually made a reference to our big announcement uh, on, on the show yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, about Winnipeg. That's the one. Yes, uh, we did say something last last week, uh, but we will uh, reiterate it in April. Um, the uh, we are going to be going to the Winnipeg. The center of Canada, geographically, and we will be taking part in the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. We'll be taping live episodes for Anything Goes. Yeah, uh, All three of us will be there, and we'll be doing it in front of a nice live audience. We've done it once before. It was a very much a success uh, for us technologically. So now we're taking... Technologically, okay. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, we, you know, we got the, some of the things worked out, and we know we can do it again, and we're not you know, nervous about it, and we got it done. So now we're looking forward to doing some tapings there, and uh, check out the website for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival.com. I believe it is. I think they still have the acts from 2012 up. No, but, but I'm just saying in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the next couple of weeks that. they should be putting us up. And uh, you know, you'll be hearing ads about it and stuff like that on our station. And uh, yeah, I'm all you know. We might as well do the wrap up now. And uh, Halifax, the Halifax Comedy Festival in April 23 to 27. I will be performing. I can now officially say that. And we'll be having some guests on the show from that festival in the coming weeks. And uh, that's about it for me. What about uh, you, Dave? I. Uh, 
Uh, if you're in the greater Toronto area on February 9th, uh, the East End Comedy Review is going to be at the Dominion on Queen, 500 Queen Street East. Uh, come on down. Our uh, uh, comics on the show are the likes of uh, Casey Corbin, Ward Anderson, and uh, Dave Hemstead is the uh, headliner that night. And uh, other than that, um, I'm around. And, uh, and Christina? We'll run into um, each other. All right. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, you can follow me at Walkin' Sauce. And also, I will be taping my next debaters for CBC Radio uh, February 9th at Bishop's University in Lenoxville, Quebec. If so nice. you want tickets to that, check out the website. Um, I'm sure if you Google CBC, CBC debaters, debaters yep, it'll pop right up, and I will be arguing with Mark Little over can men and women be friends without sexual feelings getting involved. Okay. So I think it's going to be a good one. Okay, and also uh, I forgot just to mention in um, March, uh, for two weekends, myself and Kenny Robinson will be taking Rank and Vile on tour. We will be in London, Ontario, and we'll also be in Vancouver. My return to Vancouver after being banned five years ago at the Comedy Club, which will remain nameless. Uh, so Rank and Vile is coming. Uh, I've always had great shows in Vancouver, so looking forward to it. For more information, go to my website, comedyhorror.com. And also my Twitter handle is Comedy Whore, and Dave's is? Dave Martin World. And Walkinshaw? At Walkin' Sauce. And that's the show. We want to give a final shout-out to our producer, Victoria, for making us sound great. And Dave, we uh, also I, have... I uh, just want to also say that uh, I want to give a big shout-out to George Westerholm, who does the uh, intro and outro music going into, into the commercials. And uh, now here's the headstones uh, with some good advice of... Uh, a smile and wave. Or a smile and wave. Thanks to the headstones. That's it, folks. Check us out on iTunes. I smile and wave. Times really? Lot, he's had so many development deals. Who? Uh, Dane, Dane Cook had a. Uh, they yeah, shot they like six episodes and they canceled it. But I saw the like clips from it, and he kind of looks. He's like an unlikable character yeah. on the show. Well, he's trying to make a whole <clears throat> switch of his career for Patrice. He wants to like everything he does now. He wants to honor Patrice, and that's why he did the whole like chainsawing the pussy stuff that he did in L.A. And like apparently he's trying to just rejuvenate. It's smart. He's a genius. Because he made it so he made it so big that it was so popular to hate him. Yeah. He's gone to the point where it'll be popular now to like him because right. okay. he, he can completely yeah. flip flop on everything. Everyone no, that's true. It'll be corny to hate Dane Cook now. Exactly. That's how I yeah. feel about Nickelback. It was like Pete Zedlacher two weeks ago made fun of Nickelback and the whole crowd turned on him. It's, it's like making fun of Nickelback is the new Nickelback. Exactly. It's so whack. We're like, yeah. no, we're over it. Like it's been done. I don't remember we what was it. that thing that Russell Peters hosted a bit ago. I don't remember what it was. It was like two years ago. It was the Gemini's or one the of the Junos. Other Junos. He hosted the Junos. Junos. I know like everything was a Nickelback joke and it was like relax. Like oh my God. Who gives a shit. I still get that way like, though. Nickelback jokes are hack now. Well, but you. And, you know, it's like I'm even not, like ugh. It's like listening to old Bill Hicks records when he's screaming about the new kids. I mean, I get it. They're not really artistically credible or anything like that, but you kind of like you're a, a guy. But neither were the Jacksons. The Jacksons in the beginning, in the very beginning, all the songs were written for them. They did not write them. They were a boy band. They were a family band. Sure, so. sure. But I don't think the anyone ever. No, no, but but that wasn't at a time when people were sh like were comedians shitting on the Jacksons at that point. Or well, no, but I'm just saying it's like there's always a generation that needs that kind of music for that age category. Oh, exactly. Right. So you can make fun of new kids on the block, but it's like that's for kids. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just why freak out well, about music bloopers. that's not meant for yours. <laughs> right. 
for the right, Burbers. So are we ready, Victoria? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to come in from the break. Right? Do you want, is there a promo or whose promo are we hearing? I'm going to start this off. Should I talk about I'm going to bring up the wax thing. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna, you start it off this Because then I like the boy take on all this kind of crap, obviously. Just remind, just remember to, or should I say what? So I want Darren to ask Christina, his I'll throw it to you. I'll say, hey, we're okay. back from the break. And joining us in the studio is Rob oh, Mayhew. Yeah. And uh, we were talking during that the That was enough time, right? The break. Okay. This is the week yeah, of October okay. 25th. Yeah, okay. We should just plug the uh, Eddie Pepitone show more than anything. What's that? Why don't we just say what our guest this week was uh, Rob Mayhew, and yeah. we want to remind everyone to come down and see us uh, yeah, do a live, live, taping. live yeah. taping at the the uh, comedy bar. Hold on, November hold on, 8th. hold on, hold on. This promo runs. What's that? This, uh, promo runs separately on XM. Why would you want to do run the same thing twice on air? What do you mean About same thing the twice? November eighth. Don't push I it. Play the promo on our channel. Oh right, right. We remember we recorded one last it week. The promo. Okay. Yeah, 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 right. No, it's running. He, remember we did the commercial yeah, last yeah, week? Yeah. That's what she's saying. Right. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, hey, this week on Anything Goes, we get into a heated discussion about teen bullying. And you'll see when we interview uh, Rob uh, Mayu, and you want to say, uh, oh, what, you bikini waxing? Bikini oh, yeah, wax. I got a wax. You, you got ripped this weekend. From I got the, ripped off this from, week. From back to front in the <laughs> yeah. crotch. I got ripped off from back to front. Yeah, say that, in I the crotch. I, I tweeted that once. I was like, just got a Brazilian wax. What a ripoff. <laughs> Okay. Could you keep the wax strips later on afterwards? You don't want them. In a jar like Dexter and slides? Oh, my God. Or just make you some sideburns for yourself? You go to Dave Martin's house, he's got slides all this pussy hair. It's It's like a piece of paper that big that's just covered with hair. It's disgusting. It's a, it's a bing banging okay, on a okay. seat. We're still recording <laughs> that, right? That's gonna, Dave's going to have that. He's going to have all these slides with various Imagine girls' pussy hair. Imagine your Swiffer. It's just gone across we a hair have, uh, We have Rebecca floor. Kohler screaming <laughs> at me from like... one of the episodes when we had Pete on, and I refer to uh, semen as creamy kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dripping out of a woman's horny hole. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> she was like, why the fuck do I come down here? Darren, this isn't fun anymore. I know. Direct quote. And then she didn't. And she stopped coming. Yeah, she stopped so, coming. All right. That was, that, was, that was Vaudry's fault, though. Yeah. Anything goed out the door. <laughs> she didn't like that. She didn't like me talking back to Rhonda. Vaudry. Well, creamy kids really wasn't. Creamy yeah. kids. I think it's yeah. hilarious. Well, yeah. that's why you're here. <laughs> I also like the term fanny batter. <laughs> I got to figure out what that is. I haven't listened to that episode yet. Oh. Oh, you're drinking with some. Uh, some okay. Can we do this commercial? Yeah. So okay. We let's can go. go. Hey, everybody, this week on Anything Goes, we, uh, what am I supposed to say? Um, you talk about bullying. Oh, right, team bullying, okay. Oh, the, or the, the ethics of losing your job over bullying. Okay, bullying. yeah, I'll do it, don't worry, okay. Hey, everybody, this week on Anything Goes, uh, quite a heated discussion on teen bullying and losing your job due to freedom of speech. And uh, we also talked to the very, very funny Mr. Rob Mayhew, producer of Toronto's uh, Dark Comedy Festival here in Toronto. And I tell anybody who's listening that yesterday I got ripped off. From front to back. That was a waxing ep- uh, epidemic. Yes. Nice. Well, and more than spell that one out, Dave. Okay, let's do this again. We can't talk about <laughs> like that. Okay, ready? Let's just leave it. And open I say end. Toronto twice, so yeah, I'll just say Toronto. Surprised how much people okay, get. Can we things. just get this? Okay. Yeah. Just you got to be quicker and just say I got waxed. I got ripped off back to front. Yeah, that's what I okay, said. Okay. Well, it was long-winded to get there. Well, I said I did it yesterday. I didn't do it on the air. This is a commercial. You well, let's go quick. bang, bang, okay. bang. I got ripped off from front to back. Hey, everybody, this week on Anything Goes, we talk about teen bullying and losing your job due to freedom of speech issues. And we talked to the very, very funny uh, Mr. Rob Mayhew, the producer of Toronto's Dark Comedy Festival. And I got ripped off from front to back. I thought you were going to say I'm waxed. I got waxed, so I got ripped no, off. No, why do you have to say that? Ever, that's... Well, we should say, no, we got to say, say waxing, waxing. Or they won't know it. They won't know. Yes, they, won't they women will. 
Okay. From front all right. to back. That's all, all right. we need. We just well, need to leave an innuendo. Okay. It's innuendo. You don't need to spell things out. Okay. Right. Let's do it again. Listen to a new episode. I got okay. ripped up from front right. to back. Okay. People will get then it. Then I'll jump in and say, you listen to a new episode this Wednesday on anything on XM's yeah. Live. Oh, yeah. Attack. Then you just okay. say something. Okay. You don't want to spell it, it out. One, one more time. All right. People will get it. There, I said it with a little suggestive voice. Just let them know what was going on. Is that good? We're all right? This question: uh, The women in England, when they're unclean, don't they do just this? ask them. Have you, you've been to England already, right? Yeah, three times. All right, so we'll start with that because you can. Don't even don't. I want okay, an honest reaction. All right, all right. Okay, this will be interesting. Now, guys, I've heard the Ron Bodry interview, so don't try. We're going to attack you. Yeah, yeah. No, no railroading. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we're going to get close to railroading is our our, our question is um, our conversation is going to talk about. When someone leaves, there's two ways to handle it. There's like they just go, yeah, or they do what you did. I'm doing a show. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Yeah, right. So we're gonna talk about that. Okay, that's it. Cool. That's the closest we're gonna get to railroading. That's a railroading question. Well, <laughs> fucking Ron Vosier would say so. But that's that's the other than that of hey, what's going on with you? What's going on? Well, that's gonna be the most railroading well, it's gonna know, be. What do you have to promote? Yeah. Or if you're promoting things, it's just, that's that's basically what I'm promoting. Are you, are you Howard Stern, your microphone? No, no. It's actually it sits better like this for some yeah. reason. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's Dave. All right, you ready, Frank? Okay, so we'll start at nine oh one. So we've got a minute. So we uh, the first interview was with with Bobby Mayer. We talked a bit about England and stuff. Cool. But don't feel like uh, you're going to talk about anything that's going to be repetitive because if we feel it's going somewhere, we'll die yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. But I trust you guys. Yeah. So. I listen to the podcast every week. Oh, that's very, very kind of you. Yeah. yeah, it's not true, is it? Though it actually is. Oh, true. really? Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know what? I, do you find? How do you find the time to listen to so many podcasts? It's the gym. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's I a good way. Yeah. You know, I can't listen to someone talking if I'm running or something I, like that. It's so fucking. Soothing. Is it really? Because if it's music, I'm like, I fucking don't like this part of the song, and then I'm like right. switching, and then right. I'm like, oh, I should have downloaded that. But if it's just like okay, and it's like this, and you like know, I can listen to like a, a podcast if I'm on one of those elliptical machines. But if I have to, if I'm riding my bike or out in the open yeah. in the wild, no, I it's can't. it's I just find it perfect. It's also like Toronto's a goddamn death trap. Sorry guys, I'm just turning this off. Yeah, no problem. Um, and so I just like it because if oh, sorry, Dan. Uh, if there's uh, like just talking, you can actually hear people being like, "Watch out!" Yeah, car horns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You don't think it's you know, that's why. That's why. If I if I could somehow be a dictator, I would outlaw the sound of car horns in music. Ooh, I think we need to. Outlaw, I live at College in Bathurst, and if Spain, 
I don't know, plays another period or quarter of soccer, <laughs> I'm just going to burn that country to the ground. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, but I know I, I believe in horns, but if like horns and music. Yeah. Oh, I so see. So, like, what you're you know, saying. if you're driving around, if you're riding a bike or something like that, or driving, and then you and someone has a honking horn in their music, you'd be a bizarre. Uh, yeah, I know. It wouldn't work. Say, I don't. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It's not going to be possible on any level at all. Yeah. But if I if I if I could outrule something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, you ready? We're going to start at nine oh two thirty. I don't hear anything seconds. in my headphones. Is that good? Um, do you hear us? I don't hear you guys at all. Oh. I now do because I okay. turned it up. There okay. We go. There we go. Okay. Actually, fuck it. We'll start at 9.15. Here we go. Okay. Our commercial. Huh? Did you do the, hey, this is John Hastings, you're listening to? I think we have a recording of you. Maybe you do. So, hey, everybody, listen to Anything Goes. So, you mentioned that we're Comedy Award nominees. Ooh. This is your name. You're listening to Anything Goes, Dan Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Live. Great. Okay, one second. So, Frankie's just going to do the bumper, okay? Okay, so go ahead. This is John Hastings, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius, X- Sirius? Sirius XM Laugh Attack. And they're nominated for Canadian Comedy Award, just like me. They're not going to win, just like me, because you know what? Fuck you, Johnny.